family, it's your girl, Shannon Jackson, the People's Nurse. I'm excited to have you join me again today for a special interview with none other than Dr. George Sachs as we talk about autism. Stay tuned. Wake up, everybody. Let's elevate your mind. Live your life without limits. No more wasting time. Family, please join me with my special guest today, none other than Dr. George Sachs. Sachs, who is a child psychologist and an expert in our subject matter today, which is talking about autism as it is National Autism Month. Dr. Sachs, how are you doing this morning? Good morning to you, sir, or good afternoon, shall I say. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, yeah, I'm doing really well. Thank you for having me on your show. It is my honor and privilege to have you be here today. This month is National Autism Month, and I wanted to bring this subject forward because many people don't really know there's a lot of, you know, misnomers about autism and what it really is and the impacts or for people, a lot of autistic kids have stigma. So I wanted to dive into that and see if you could help us, first of all, have the audience have an understanding of what it is and how it's treated and what things can be done. And most of all, the support and emotional uh, support that's needed. And these yeah. are human. Yeah. And I of want course. that to be taken away. So I'm going to give you the floor, sir, to start this out. Well, I think that's a good place to jump in with this idea that, um, of course, uh, people with autism are human. I mean, we say it, but do we live it and you know, um, really respect people? But what I see happening mostly with adults and particularly with women, because I treat women, I, I treat uh, the entire spectrum of ages with autism from young children all the way to adults. Mm -hmm. Some of my oldest clients were came to me in their 60s. Um, those mostly were brought by their partners. Uh, but what I see happening, particularly with um, women on um, on the spectrum, and this is all through TikTok and great social media platforms, is this real um, energy around acceptance of neurodiversity. And what that means really is that, you know, um, autism is not just, a, it's not a disorder actually, but a difference. And that, you know, um, I also work with ADHD. And I know some people may disagree with me, but I do think ADHD really is something is a challenge that that you know needs to be worked on, so to speak, to overcome because it can imp impacts our lives in a real significant way. If you have ADHD as an adult, you know it makes functioning really difficult. But a lot of people with autism are very successful, and we're talking about adults. We'll talk about children, but um, and so that's why um, a lot of um, the, the, the new, the new uh, people who are being diagnosed, and as I said, particularly women are leading this charge, are saying this is a difference and not a disorder. And almost like the deaf community is, you know, obviously has challenges of their own, but many in the deaf community are saying, we, we just want to be accepted for who we are. We don't need to become neuro, neurotypical or normal, you know, hearing. So um, I think that's really a beautiful thing that's happening with, with autism in the autism community. And fortunately, a lot of adults now are coming out saying they have autism or on the spectrum. And some famous ones were um, Elon Musk on Saturday Night Live 
said that he had um, autism. Greta Thunberg, the, the young woman from Scandinavia who's leading the charge with global warming, global um, climate change is on the spectrum. And this is, these are publicly announced. So uh, I even saw Jerry Seinfeld said he thought he might be on the spectrum and he wasn't joking. He was curious about this. Um, so that's a wonderful thing I've seen in the evolution of, of, at least in my career, that autism is being seen as some uh, form of difference and not a, not a disorder. In fact, companies like Google, particularly tech companies, because in adults, um, autism shows up in some unique ways. And one of them, it, it manifests in, ch in childhood. And as I said, we'll talk about that. But in adulthood, it's like this uh, obsessive focus on one interest uh, to the exclusion of others. Now, if that one interest is science, your, your, um, is science and your specialty in science or you're a computer programmer and it's your uh, field of interest in computer programming, you're going to be very, because you're going to put in the time and energy because you love it. And that's going to turn out to be a success. Um, so, the problem is the social deficits. Uh -huh. The social skills is a real problem, but companies like Google are now saying that's not important anymore for a, certainly for a job interview. So they're changing their requirements for job interviews and saying, we're not gonna value like how you show up on Zoom or your interactions on the, on, um, on the interview as much as we used to. The main thing is, can you, you know, code and program? And, and there is also a real strong um, work ethic with people on the spectrum and, and perseverance. And the other thing that companies are, are really interested in is that people on the spectrum don't like change. And this starts in childhood. They don't like change. They don't like shifts in routine. And as an adult, that's, you know, you can live by yourself and have your own routine and go to work. And companies are saying, this is great. You don't want to change your job every two years and upset our whole HR process. You want to stay here 15 years? Well, this is a wonderful thing. The problem is when you're a child, your parents change your routine all the time. And that's that's lead, leads to temper tantrums and things like that. But um, so, yeah, this is um, a big change I see in in the field and in culture with with regards to acceptance of of ASD. And these are higher functioning uh, individuals with autism that you mentioned, especially in the public um, uh, arena, um, Elon Musk being one of them. I mean, what, almost into trillionaire status. So that's yeah. really encouraging for many people that may be doing it. But let's go back to what it is for people that may not understand. What, give us what the definition of it is in terms of medical um, from the younger uh, diagnosis, because most people are diagnosed at an early age at some point, correct? Well, uh, autism is a spectrum, meaning like you can have very profound, nonverbal, uh, nonverbal child, like who's never going to speak. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is really devastating for a parent. It's, it's really tragic, that type of autism. And I have seen, usually this is from birth. It's a genetic condition. Mm -hmm. um, but I have seen a few children that got really sick with some a fever um, when they were infants. But yeah, so it's a spectrum and there are children that are profoundly autistic and this is, it's almost a, um, honestly a separate 
condition in the sense of like the treatment of that is a, is 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 very different the the prognosis over a lifespan is is different so that is uh that is a big you know and then you know the parent will probably know very soon into the child's development what happens normally with autism is that um uh is that a parent starts noticing something odd if they're if they're sensitive to a child around even in infancy like uh, six months why is you know my child at the point where a child starts a baby starts to make eye contact with a mother and the mother smiles and the baby smiles you know this wonderful interaction is um uh one would think is is a normal process of engagement and connection with a mother but what mothers notice is that the child the baby is not really interacting or mm -hmm. or um um this connection that a mother is making for with eye contact and we call it reciprocity mm -hmm. it's like the back and forth and so a, a mom will get some suspicion what's going on how come you know my other child was doing this but this child is not mm -hmm. and then uh, often uh the child will develop and not speak more often the boys and a lot like as i said a lot of women and now girls are being diagnosed which is great um but often there's a de de delay in speech mm -hmm. and so i think children babies with maybe a year some children start like a year year and a half but you know after like two years the child is still not really speaking and that's the that's like then the parent will bring the child into the pediatrician and i always recommend what they call a developmental pediatrician mm -hmm. um, because pediatricians uh for better or worse are notorious for saying oh don't worry about it he'll yeah. you know he'll outgrow it and often you know they have to do that because parents are always coming to them with for everything everything, everything. so it's a kind of but um if you but moms know really if something's off and then there, there are these type of pediatricians called developmental pediatricians mm -hmm. and they um and certainly in cities like los angeles and new york and big cities the universities often have these um, pediatricians and they they'll do proper assessments um but yeah lack of speech is is one and then um there's other signs like i said this lack of reciprocity so that the child won't often a child will show you show a mother or father something look at this even if they're not super verbal they'll just here's my toy mm -hmm. but children on the spectrum don't engage in that sense of like uh me and you and us right, right. it's like me i have the toy and i'm going to play with the toy and there's um sometimes uh children will line up toys that seems to be something that uh or spin toys so something spinning is very um soothing for them like tops actual tops or toys that can spin and they'll just spin it over and over and over or they'll line up their toys not necessarily engage with the toy in a kind of make-believe play you know like mm -hmm. uh, so that's another symptom is that there's not a lot of make-believe play um particularly as a child gets older like a child on the spectrum wouldn't really engage with dollhouse play you know mm -hmm. 
I'll be the mommy, you be, you know, that type of make-believe play is less, uh, they're less inclined to do that. Um, so, and then there's uh, some more uh, signs, what we call hand flapping, which is this actual, you know, actual hand flapping. Um, that's, that tends to be a little bit more uh, severe. And, um, but I've seen, again, you know, I, I wanted to start out with this. People are very successful because this, this uh, one of my clients was a very uh, successful, was ran a bank in New York City and wow. had, a, had autism and um, would engage in hand flapping. His wife said when he got super anxious, which was rarely, but that part of him came out. Um, lack of eye contact is another big one. Um, often not hearing their name when spoken to. Now that there's sometimes overlap with autism and ADHD, and that's obviously a common ADHD thing because they're engaged in TV or playing a game and they don't hear their name. Um, so that's why you really need a developmental pediatrician to tease it apart. But those are some of the signs there. So thank you for that. So um, in separating them, obviously, like you mentioned, the, those that are on the lower end and, and have a more pronounced form of autism on the spectrum, obviously their treatment is more long-term and more, more um, structured in that way. Yeah. So let's talk about those that like you said, that are more on the higher functioning end, and, and many of them may not even get diagnosed during childhood, right? They um, maybe later in life that the diagnosis come about uh, because of different well, things. Um, what do you want to say and speak to those people and encourage them if they think like, I feel a little off or something's wrong, but never had a professional diagnosis for whatever reason in their younger years? Well, um... Yeah, so speaking directly to them, I would I, I really like the stuff that's coming out of TikTok and um, Instagram, and I would get I would look into that and, and search on TikTok uh, autism in, in women, autism in adults, um, and start like seeing if you have signs and symptoms of that. But I do think um, a diagnosis of a, of autism is very helpful. It may be yes. there may be a lot of shame yes. in, involved in that, particularly in different cultures. Um, you know, there's a, there could be a lot of shame. But what I see is that there's there's a lot of shame in in coming forward to get a diagnosis and then immediately being diagnosed. But once you see there's a huge community out there, and then you realize, oh, I wait a minute, I'm not alone. There's a lot of people like me. It's actually very healing. And that's where the self-acceptance comes in. There's a lot of self-loathing and yes. because it's a social uh, skills issue. It's a social communication issue. So often growing up, these are kids that didn't fit in with the other kids mm -hmm. or a little bit different or odd. And that's why it's very important for a parent, uh, if they have this type of child, to, to, uh, to maybe get them diagnosed, but also just accept, even when they're diagnosed, there's not a lot to do. Mm -hmm. I think what the parents need to do is accept them. And that comes from a very deep, you know, loving place to accept the child that's different or odd or, you know, uh, but 
I think that's uh, and those because what happens is those kids uh, are going to pursue their unique interests. Correct. You know, like whatever it is. It, like I said, every a lot of people on the spectrum have these very unique interests. Like, um, uh, you know, it starts. It may start with like Pokemon or whatever. But the, but it's it goes way beyond your neurotypical kid. Like my the kids I've worked with regards to Pokemon or whatever the new thing is now, they would know every. Pokemon mm -hmm. and know every characteristic about that Pokemon and to the point of like, oh my God, or dinosaurs or whatever it is. And the parents would be like, I don't know what to do. How come he doesn't play, you know, sports or hang out with the other kids? And I would say, look, now it's Pokemon, but in 20 years, it'll be stocks. <laughs> it'll be uh, what crypto. And then you'll be in a house that he bought you. Yeah. So you know, but that only but that only will work if he or she feels um, loved and accepted. But if they feel like, how could you know? Uh, a sh if the shame can really be overwhelming, uh, you know, to a healthy functioning as an adult. You know, if you're sh yeah. if you feel horrible about yourself, you're no matter how smart you are. And often these kids are very bright. I've seen that uh, with a few people that I know that have artistic children. So in your work, how do you help foster that nurturing and self-love from the person that is diagnosed as well as the family dynamics around it? Because when, when parents have children, everyone prays that their children, what we call normal, right? Like there's no disease, that they're healthy. And sometimes, uh, it doesn't even have to be developmentally. It could be even a medical condition. Some children, unfortunately, have medical conditions. They come out. I remember my daughter, when she was born, um, she had a heart murmur, and it was a lot of complications uh, in her infancy. But you still have to move forward with it. But it could be hard for some families to deal with this. And, and like you said, to foster love and support and uniqueness in the child. Talk to us about what things can be done and what you do in your practice to help um, families or individuals emotionally become strong and have self-acceptance. Well, um, it depends on the age. If it's a child or teen, I would often rather work. We have done groups for uh, kids on the spectrum. Um, and but, but I think often the work is with the parent because, uh, and I recommend parents get support through groups or their own therapy. So they're not, you know, the, the, the problem is when um, it's not the neglect, uh, which, I, which I see, you know, often I want them to take a step back, but it's the, I need to fix them. Okay. Because the message with I need to fix you, the unconscious message is uh, the child thinks something's wrong with me. You know, so if, she, if my mom is so obsessed with fixing me and sending me to this doctor and that doctor and this group and that group, and then, you know, I'm, I'm damaged and, you know, that's where the shame comes in. So, um, so it's a balance because as you said, a parent wants to help and do something, but, uh, and there are small things to do, but ultimately I think um, the thing to do is just accept it. Uh, which is very, which is actually very difficult because there's so many doctors and services and this will help your child and, and, you know, do this and do that and, and use this and drink this tea and what, you know, there's, 
there's a million different things that um, are sold to parents of kids on the spectrum. Um, but that, that's the main concern is that the child is overwhelmed. Um, and this, this gets worse towards uh, middle school and teen years because the child's going to rebel. And then there's fights. So it's not just the child feels put upon or like something's wrong with them, but then these become the source of arguments uh, later in later years, in, in teenage years. So, uh, yeah, so like working with the parents to help them accept the child and to see that a lot of times it's just fear that their child is never going to get a job and never going to work, never going to go to college and just never become what they imagined. And so I, I really help the parents see that there's a lot of uh, potential and opportunity um, for people on the spectrum. I We have a coffee shop here, I think, in the Valley that they highlighted uh, earlier this year where a gentleman only hires autistic artistic yeah. people and they are well supported with the community which i think is beautiful and they just do a fabulous job from every position within the organization is artistic and i think it's just oh it's it's to be commended to like you said bring value and self-love for themselves and and a lot of them are very yeah so i mean i i work with a number of adults that are more uh, profoundly autistic and and their main goal in life is just to work and have a job and the cities big cities generally but maybe small cities too have uh programs set up to help them get to work and get jobs and one of my clients he got a job at a museum in new york city just greeting people or something like that and he's thrilled this changed his life beautiful uh so there is no matter where you are in the spectrum, I think there's opportunity to make, to help the person feel like they're contributing to society. Excellent. If it was one thing you wanted to leave with the audience as we're closing this out, that you wanted to make sure they were understanding the importance. It's Autism Month. We're uh, celebrating, as you said, uh, just, I love how you put it that, it's it's just a change in how we perceive people versus looking at it as something's wrong with an individual. I mean, if we can just get that out, out of out of everything, anytime somebody has something, what people consider normal, what is that now? You know what I mean? Yeah. I think we would evolve in our thinking as people and accept people for who they are and not based on what they look like. But what would that message you want to bring regarding the subject of autism i think it's is celebrating the difference in your child your friend your partner your um your family member just celebrating the difference because that energy and that love and compassion is going to come through and that's the best medicine you know for them to feel confident and and like oh i i'm okay i can go do the things that i actually dream about uh so yeah celebrate the difference that is excellent. So what are you up to? What's next for you? You have a very impressive resume. You're doing a lot of things. How can people find you and what if they want to get involved or need your services? Why don't you give us? Well, they can find me uh, if they want uh, an evaluation for ASD or ADHD. They can find me at my um, private practice, SAC Center. It's my last name, SACCenter.com. 
And I'm also a founder, a co-founder of a, a new startup uh, that we've developed an app for adults with ADHD. That's called Inflow. And you can find that at the, on the Apple Store uh, for adults with ADHD. Inflow is the yeah, name. That's great. So yeah, it was a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Thank you so much, Dr. Sachs. And uh, we may have to bring you back on the AHD because a lot of people struggle with that. <laughs> yeah. And it can take its own. So, and I'd actually probably like to do that one live, which when we take call, uh, questions from callers. Oh, I would love that. There is so many people that struggle and whether they been formally diagnosed or not. So I definitely got to make sure we get you back to talk about that. Well, first of all, um, I thank you for your time, uh, for being here today and uh, sharing and, and um, explaining about us, the importance of reminding us that we should look at everybody as unique. And I love that scripture in the Bible said, we're all fearfully and wonderfully and beautifully made. And autism is nothing but a difference. And yes. I love how you coined that. And we want to embrace differences in our people's lives, individuals, cultures, all walks of life. And this month, honor anybody who has autism. Let us make sure we embrace them and let them know, give them a smile, because many of them are so loving and graceful. When you see them, they're smiling, they're engaging, and they just love people. And we want to make sure we let them know that they're loved as well. Thank you also, our viewers and listening audience for tuning in and always appreciate you. And again, my special guest, Dr. George Sachs, a licensed psychologist who is an expert in this subject matter as well as others. And we're gonna put his information up so that you can know how to reach him. And he has that wonderful app that we wanna check out. And as I often end, and I end no different today, remember family to love yourself, take care of yourself, because guess what? You are absolutely worth it. Thank you for tuning in and I'll see you next week. <laughs>